HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm gonna do this to protect myself. Do it for them, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the J. Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Hey everybody, it's John C. Morley and welcome to another episode of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show here on Friday nights. Great to have you here, Marcus. How are you doing tonight? Hey, John. It's good to see you again. I'm doing fine. Good to see you again, too, uh, my trusty uh, co-host here. We have a great show here tonight. We have a lot to tell you about this bad boy, but not quite. Uh, <laughs> something interesting that came, I'm not sure if you saw this, Marcus, uh, there's a, a computer scientist group, and they are uh, creating this new artificial intelligence to detect cheaters on different games like Counter-Strike, um, a lot of other games that you're seeing out there, and the, you know, these multi-massive multiplayer online uh, games. Uh, they send traffic to central servers, and basically any of these, uh, they can be um, basically used. Uh, with this technology. So a University of Texas at Dallas uh, devised this new weapon against video games for players who intentionally cheat. Um, like we said, Counter-Strike and many other games, they're actually able to find out how people cheat. And a lot of people that play were able to say they know they were using cheating to win. So the other thing that's very interesting about this, Marcus, is that they're not so concerned about you or I that may play a video game. They're concerned about the people using it to make money with the teams. Oh. Yeah. So they have serious consequences uh, in, in the eSports, uh, vast uh, growing industry with annual revenues, Marcus, close to one, get this, billion dollars. So cheating yeah. can result in sanctions against their teams, players, and guess what? Disqualify them and forfeiture of prize money and a ban of future participation. Wasn't that a kick in the what? Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely a kick, a literal kick, because uh, they're getting kicked out out of there, you know, when they caught, am I correct? That That's right. So eSports, you probably heard eSports to have the fancy yes. logo, you know, eSports, it's in the game, you probably heard that. And um, the, the eSports Integrity Commission, it's based in the United Kingdom. And it's almost like what they're doing for Facebook, a little different, uh, but it's similar, right? Right. So I'm going to quote someone here. I said, Dr. Ledefer Khan, an author of the study, a professor of computer science and the director of big data analytics. Players who cheat send traffic in a different way. So they're able to detect how they're doing it. They're not sharing that because obviously they don't want to have people try to derail their efforts. 
Um, okay. And for the 20 students in the in the UT Dallas class, cybersecurity essentials for practitioners, uh, downloading Counter-Strike and three software cheats. Uh, they use different bots and uh, they can automatically target an opponent, uh, a speed hack, and they can allow players to move faster and um, basically get an understanding of how they're moving through the game because it takes time just like in any system, if you get past right. the normal timeframes a lot faster than a human would, well, that's not normal behavior, right? That's not human behavior. No, so we not. can tell whether, uh, and what this algorithm is doing is it's able to tell. And another quote, which I'll make that uh, Dr. Khan said, uh, after detection, we can give a warning and gracefully fully kick the player out if they continue with cheating during a fixed time interval. So they are planning on assuming that it's innocent, right? That it maybe happened just as a, let's just say a, uh, you know, an innocent mistake. And a quote again, our aim is to ensure that games like Counter-Strike uh, remain fun and fair for all players. And also, I guess they're also trying to make sure that uh, people don't steal the uh, prize money. Exactly. That's a lot of money to be snatching after. And, you know, if you are part of that, person who's pull, pulling in the money you just don't want to be ripped off i, I want to share something else uh marcus you know a lot of times people go online and they type like you know office or they type licenses and i want to bring this up to people because this came up with one of my clients uh, a few days ago and the customer didn't think they were doing anything wrong they went online and they typed in microsoft office licenses nothing wrong with that right and I said to the guy, how much are you paying for the license? He says, oh, about um, anywhere from $15 to $50. And I said to him, that's not a legal license. Oh, no, no, it works fine. It, it... So when he gets the email, sometimes when he orders the license, it comes back and says something to him like, uh, if the license doesn't work, don't call us. Use this procedure. I'm like, okay. They're telling him to put another country in. Don't call Microsoft. Then it tells him to open up a special program, website actually, and find out a code and then paste that code and we'll give you another. I said, well, that's an algorithm to hack the licensing system. Well, no, 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 it says it's all legitimate. It's not legitimate, folks. No. I mean, when you have to go through that many freaking steps, at first, I can understand you ordering uh, a license and you're getting a key. And sometimes people put those licenses in and they work. And, and I can understand, but people don't know that that's not legitimate. But when you have to intentionally go through other processes to override a licensing program and go somewhere else and come back and click. And he says, well, sometimes it doesn't work. We just email them and they send us another key. Because when you put the key in, it says that the key is not valid. So they're selling fraudulent keys. And I want to let you know that it's a $20,000 fine for selling licensed keys. Mm. Okay. So if you're getting something and it does, it seems too good to be true. Guess what? It probably is. Yeah. It's more than likely. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to bring that up because yeah. if you're playing games, whether it's literally playing games or esports or something like that, or being part of a fantasy team, you know, when you do something once, it may be, you know, unintentional. You get a warning and you keep continuing. Well, then you deliberately know that you're doing that. And I think you are deserving of being punished. And um, 
you know, I, I don't say you're going to go to jail or anything like that, but you are going to get into some serious trouble and be banned from the gaming industry. And uh, that's going to probably just not make you very happy. And I think it's going to kind of maybe ruin the rest of your day. Yeah, you can expect that. And for these for these guys to just be perpetrators in this way, it just shows, shows you how just how vulnerable you can be you know, no matter where you are, you, you know, even if you're just playing a, an innocent game of Fortnite, you know, these it, the people, people it, manipulate these things. It, exactly. And, and, I remember many years ago, do you remember the game King's Quest 7? I'm not sure if you remember that. I, yeah, I okay. remember that. So I got the game and I remember a long time ago, a friend of mine in class, he said, John, he says, we want to get these games. It was completely legitimate. We became partners at EA Sports a while back. And he says, oh, I'd love to get that game. And I'm noticing there's not a big profit on it. Let's say we buy it for $29 or $39 and we can sell it for $49. And you have to buy, though, a box of these games. So I had to buy like, I don't know, I think I had to buy like 50 of them. That's what came to a box. Mm. So that was a pretty nice price tag. And you got to pay for it all up front, either certified funds or a credit card. Right. So at $29.99 times 50, okay, that cost me almost $1,500. Jeez. Mm, okay. Now here's the best part. So, kid wanted the game, couldn't sell the game until the day that you were allowed to sell the game, or there were big penalties. He said, "Oh, come on." He's like, "I need got him." I said, "You can't get it till tomorrow." Oh, come on! I'm like, "I can't." So there <laughs> were kids in my class. I actually was getting money from them, but you know, I didn't sell all fifty. I actually sold around forty. I wound up selling the other ten later on. But the point is, is that. You don't make a lot of money on these games. No. So, you know, $10, okay, you do $10 times 50 games, 500 bucks. But I didn't get that money back right away. No. And um, a couple people bought the game with to tell me they wanted to return it. Now, they didn't open it. The reason I bring this to your attention is that there was a hack out there. You could dial a 1-900 number. And you all know 1-800 numbers. They're not just in the X industry. Um, you could get tech, um, tips for the game. And they would tell you, okay, well, if you're on this screen, you need to do this, 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 and this. And they kind of told you what you're supposed to figure out in your mind. They kind of kind of helped you a little bit. And then they started charging a fee per tip. First it was per minute. Then it was a per tip fee. I think it was like $5. And it was becoming very, very crazy. But I bring this to your attention because then there was a company out there that was starting to sell these tips for like you could buy 50 tips for, I don't know, like maybe $20 or something. They, la they later got shut down. But you see, you know, they do games for a reason. You know, it's for strategy. It's right. not to try. You don't want to try to beat it. And when the guy came with Rubik's Cube, people were like, oh, I know how to beat it. Okay. And they the, the beat was they taught you how to take apart the Rubik's Cube. Well, that's not. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not, I mean, come yeah. on. Or one guy said, well, we're selling you new stickers so you can re-sticker the cube. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, you know, it is everywhere. And um, I think when you come down to it, uh, Marcus, uh, the fact of things being, I guess, valid or authentic is, is everywhere, you know? Right. Um, and knowing whether something is good or bad. But speaking of authenticity, uh, you know our friends at SoundCloud? Yeah. All right. Well, they're kind of built, they're kind of a little uh, behind the eight ball. SoundCloud uh, 
has uh, began to roll out their first ever profile verification process. Uh, they will issue the coveted blue check mark on profiles of verified creators. But I got to tell you, Marcus, it's not too easy to get this, this verification. The feature mm -hmm. is meant, uh, and I quote from them, to help well-known artists stand out and maintain their authenticity and to help listeners identify these artists more easily. So their blog has lots of information. You basically have to verify yourself with a photo, have a valid blog, and you have to have at least one track. Some of these people are even going as far, Marcus, to ask you to hold up your license and then another picture to make you see that you're the same person. I mean, what the heck's with that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't know I that SoundCloud had this issue, though. You know, you they just gotta do wonder. because what's happening with SoundCloud is they are having people that are signing up for multiple accounts. And here's what's going on. They're getting a lot of these people overseas, and they're getting the tracks to rise higher in popularity, but they're paying them to get bots to hit them. Yeah. So what's happening is the authenticity of somebody, let's say you're a famous author, and now somebody tries to become you, now it kind of dilutes your brand. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. So they're kind of behind on this, Marcus, by several years. Yeah, they are. You know, uh, this this has been around with 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 Twitter. You know, uh, Facebook uh, caught caught heat of it, and and Instagram, of course. And you know, so I I, I don't know how they're going to be able to you know clean up the mess that they already put themselves in uh, with this thing. It, it, it's a challenge. They are saying though that the people that get priority, which I don't think is fair, is their premium members first. <laughs> of so course. They're going to look at their premium. No, but that's not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> the premium members are going to get their profiles reviewed, quote unquote, first. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That that doesn't really sit well with me, but I'm happy they're doing it. You know, I am happy about that. Uh, speaking about security and checking things around, Big Sur's one password service, uh, including the unlock your Apple Watch, uh, you now need to have Catalina 10.15. And. Um, so uh, what, what's been happening with this is people always have challenges managing their passwords. So with 1Passwords, uh, they introduce support for unlocking uh, with an Apple Watch, Macs, Touch ID, and newer models, newer models of like Mac Minis, iMacs, Mac Pro. And when this is enabled, you receive a notification on your Apple Watch anytime you want to open 1Password. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, you know, they're just trying to make sure you're you. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's a great thing. But there's lots of password, uh, you know, apps out there and things that are, are free and whatnot. But I, I'll talk about later when we get to my review of the iPhone. I have something, a real juicy tidbit about um, some things that can go wrong with your um, Apple Authenticator, your Microsoft Authenticator product. So um, an interesting thing, you know, we talk about, you know, the fact of ransomware and spear phishing and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, what's something that we never really think about is what would happen if ransomware ever attacked a web hosting provider? I don't know. What what, what would happen, actually? Well, it actually did happen just a few days ago. Oh. <laughs> it actually attacked manage.com. <laughs> oh, this is their servers useless. 
Uh, one of the internet's biggest web hosting providers has been forced to shut down all of its servers after suffering oh, a ransomware attack. How does this happen, John? Well, it really comes down to a couple things, uh, Marcus. You know, when you think about security, let's talk about electricity for a moment. Right. Let's just presume that, uh, you know, you have this coveted audio system or computer you want to protect. And, uh, you know, people think that if you just put one piece of protection in, you're okay. Like, if I buy a surge protector, I'm okay. You're not. You need to have multiple layers of protection. Protection at your at your house outside, like a, like a ring that protects. And you need things uh, right after the fuse panel. So you need multiple layers. Same thing when it comes to security. You can't trust one thing. And just having desktop software, Marcus, it's not enough. You need mm -hmm. to have things at the gateway level, at the firewall, that manage things just as they're coming into the premise before they get into your safe, sacred network. The problem, mm -hmm. though, is a lot of these companies, A, um, feel that they've got enough. They try to use this open source crap. <laughs> um, I'm not saying open source is bad, but you can't use open source to do your security. You just right. can't. And the other problem is people get cheap, Marcus. Mm. They get penny wise and pound foolish. Oh, mm. I don't want to protect all the nodes. We'll just protect uh, the most the viable ones. But once it gets into the network and finds the weakest point, well, you're done. The whole company had to go out of business. This is terrible. You know, and, and, and I don't know if they understand what really happened, but they said it went out of business. But here's the funny thing is they said it went out of business, but they never said it came back up. But strangely enough, they did come back up. So yeah. I have to say that was kind of misly uh, reported. It said that they, they went out of business. I think what they probably should have said is that they went out of business for a short period of time. Hours later, they were forced to close down their entire web infrastructure. Uh, and it says the company is, is working on restoring, but they never did make a post stating that they're back up and running. I had visited their website and saw that they're up and running. But I got to tell you, Marcus, I probably would not do business with this company. No, I, I, can't, I can't see myself working with a company that appoint someone to protect this and then they go rogue that that's that's the point and now my question is you know what are you doing well we can't share that with you because you know that's a security risk well heck you got hacked i mean <laughs> what's so secure these people a lot of times you get people that don't know what they're doing and they think they know everything and before you know it they're getting a denial of service attack or they don't update their firewall with the right updates or they're using crappy hardware mm -hmm. with wannabe firmware. You know, that, that's what a lot of times it is. And, and not to pick on this company, I mean, this happens, you know, all over the place. But I got to tell you something. When you deal with companies like this, okay, uh, you try to call these people. You know what happens when you try to call them? You get, yeah. you get, a, you yeah. get a voicemail, okay? Yeah. Uh, or they'll talk to you for sales. But when you have a technical issue, oh, you have to open a ticket for that one. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have a problem with this. Uh, I tell people a lot of times, you know, pretend you're a customer. Go into support, you know, see how they respond and, and, and try it out. And, and these places that are all over the U.S., let's face it, they don't hold that entire space. We have our own web hosting firm, too. 
but we don't own the data centers. We have several data centers that we have space in, but a lot of these places have to do their due diligence. Do they, how is the data center being managed? Because remember, if the data center they're in doesn't have the right facility, like just things like, you know, if the power goes down, do they have redundant power? Do they have another alternate like generators, diesel generator uh, that can, can pop on? Are they, do they have solar power? Do they have some other way? And how long are they sustainable for? Uh, I know some of the ones we do business with, they're sustainable, Marcus, for four to six weeks without another diesel delivery. That's pretty mm -hmm. impressive. That is. Okay. Uh, and they claim, now this is the thing that really bogs me. They have a 99.999% uptime. I mean, get real. How can you have that? Have you even have you even like updated your information? And they don't even have an apology on their website, Marcus, explaining why they went down. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. This is the wrong answer here. And so, you know, being that this has been, you know, uh, this this manage.com audits, you know, and you know, there's been another web hosting provider that went went down back in uh, 2019. Can we expect more of this to happen? Yeah, you're 100% right. And the problem with it, Marcus, is that a lot of these companies are hiring these overseas companies to manage them, okay? Yeah. Because they charge a fraction of the price, but they don't know what's going on. And, and I'll give you a perfect example. And this isn't to rank on people overseas. It's that they, they do one of two things, Marcus. They take the price of the project, and they inflate it more to equal what the U.S. project, that they lie about the time. The other thing that they do is they say they understand something, and then they go, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Well, do they understand? Do they not understand? What does, mm -hmm, what does that mean? Like, are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That a talk. And then the other thing that they do is they say they understand something. So how do you break that barrier, Marcus? How do you make sure that the people you're hiring really understand what the heck you want? So a contract is great, but what's a contract going to do? It's going to be like toilet paper overseas. Right. <laughs> right. So what do you do? You try to find a company that has a U.S. presence, even if they have presences overseas. They have to have their corporate or their offices so you can go after them in the U.S. But what I found works really well is you do a video, a screen share, and you record it and you make sure that they understand it and you submit that as part of your RFP. And then when they don't deliver, you don't pay them. This is but exactly it, how it, it happens. It's sad that you have to do that, right? Yeah, it is. It's very sad. I mean, it's actually costing companies, Marcus, a lot more money because the fact that they don't understand what's going on and then they say they do. I mean, no one knows everything, right? We can always learn something, right. okay? Uh, I'm not a biologist, for example. But, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah. it's that 
I think in the technology field too, there's always things changing and you have to be willing to keep learning. I know I am. Technology is always evolving. There's new IoT, Internet of Things. There's new securities. There's new standards, right? We've evolved through USB 1.0, 1.1, 2.0, 2.1, 3.0, 3.1, USB-C. We're evolving, right? And, you know, we went from a hard drive that was small. Then we went to SATA, uh, IDE. Then we went to SATA. Uh, then we went we're mechanical still. Now we're, now we're SSD. Now we're getting better SSDs. Now we're going to SSD that's on a chip. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, if you don't evolve with technology, you won't be around. <laughs> so you have to either understand it or hire someone like us because you need to know that you're covered. I don't expect you to know how to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. That's not your responsibility. Just like it's not my responsibility to understand the books. I know that we do an invoice and I expect to get paid. That's all I need to know. I don't need that I know that I have to credit sales and debit account seeable or credit expense. or I, I don't need to know that. Right? I don't need to know that. Uh, you know, or, 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 or debit the expense and, 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 and credit the other offending account. I don't need to know that. And I think sometimes, Marcus, people get too wrapped in technology. But I have to tell you that it's important that not only do people understand that they need to feel comfortable with a company, but that they have to measure, are they keeping them happy? I mean, are they staying up? Are they having problems? You know, if you're having to constantly retool people, well, we spoke about that. I mean, one of the things we've done for years and now celebrating 30 years this year, Marcus, is that we guarantee our work for 90 days or more. Yeah. Okay? People that want to just, oh, we can't guarantee it. Well, what happens? And the only time we don't guarantee it is if somebody doesn't take our advice. Well, you need antivirus software. Oh, okay. So we put a trial on there. Are you going to buy it? Okay, we think about it. You call us back. You got a virus. Oh, we got a virus. not covered. Well, you didn't renew the software. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said, yeah, but you never bought the software. The trial expired. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. So, you know, <laughs> that's why you've got a CYA. You got to cover yourself. You got to put it in writing. And um, you got to make sure people understand. But I think the biggest problem with the data centers, Marcus, is that these data centers are un they're over promising and um, under delivering. And a lot of times they're lying on the specifications. They are lying on what they can do. And they're also not really knowledgeable because when you talk to these front end people, they really don't have a clue, Marcus. Oh, we have to escalate your ticket, right? Right. I mean, if somebody really want to do business with a company like that. So, yeah, I do see a lot more of this happening. And uh, there are a lot of data centers in the U.S., but people don't want to spend the money on them. You know, the data centers, I'm not going to give you the security on this, but you know the data centers that run Wall Street are in the U.S.? They're not all yeah. overseas. Yeah, and, um, but they're, they're so, like, underused. They, you know, there's this complaint of, like, oh, they're too expensive. Well, let's face it. When something goes down, okay, you got to make sure the market's ready to trade, right? What what impact would happen tomorrow if you couldn't get to your website? What would be the impact? You have to look at that. How would it impact your customers? And, you know, not planning ahead is important because if you don't plan ahead, what can happen is that hindsight of not having it will actually cost you money that may put you out of business. You always hear me say, Backup isn't cheap, but the companies that say they can't afford one 
are exactly the companies that better get one or they won't be in business in three years. Right. It's not a question, Marcus, of if somebody's going to go down. Mm. Our technology fails, hard drives, fail, things happen. Do you have a backup plan? One of my drives goes down, I'll be back up and running in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Do you know what your, your, your time to live is if you go down? People don't know about that. Oh, I'll get another computer. Well, what's involved? Yeah, I'll worry about it. Even if you hire someone like us and there is no plan, that's why we review the plan with our customers. And we say, what's your disaster plan? Oh, we don't have one. So I think it's going to become an issue, Marcus, as it costs more companies money. That's my opinion. Yeah, you have said, said this before, you know, you're very famous and I'm going to quote you, you know, let's either you pay, pay now or, or pay later. <laughs> exactly. You, you got to pay now or pay later. And uh, it, it's the thing that, you know, when you don't pay now, you say, oh, gee, I'm going to get a cheaper firewall because I can get one for X dollars. Okay, well, maybe that firewall has a bit of open source code on it that hasn't been fully tested. And um, maybe uh, that firewall has a, a bug in one of their and one of their um, in one of their modules. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, um, no company is uh, exempt from this. I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but we were working with a, a very large company, a vendor, publicly traded, and we caught a flaw in their system. And they said, well, we're working on it. I said, well, what does that mean? Well, we're going to have a fix soon. Well, when soon? Like before Thanksgiving? Um, maybe not then. How about Christmas? Yeah, we should have one before the end of the year. Now, that's <laughs> scary, Marcus. Okay? And this actually yeah. happened. I'll tell you what the technology was. It happened because a piece of uh, wireless technology that was being brought into the 802.11 AX, uh, which is the new the newest uh, feature set for Wi-Fi, um, wasn't fully tested and adapted. Now it worked, but they didn't really test all the security and make sure everything was proper. Yeah. That's the problem. I think people roll out technology, Marcus, way too fast. They early adopt and they don't plan. All right, I, I know I beat that to death a, lot, <laughs> death a little bit. Um, so ransomware is not a joke guys, and you need to have technology in place that can get you back up and running, but that also can try to prevent malware, uh, and also ransomware from being installed on your computer. And if you think that's not worth your time, then, um, maybe you should think about how much it's going to cost you when you can't get your data back for days. And if you can even get it back. Yeah, that's why it's, it's good to have someone with the insight that you have, the professional insight like you have, John, uh, to give us guidance on this type of stuff. So speaking about guidance, my friend's Apple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to go with this one. Apple is to pay $113 million. Oh, man. You know why they have to do that? The headline says slowing down. Um, they iPhones. deliberately slowed iPhones down. Wow. This is terrible. Now, I, Apple, Apple has agreed to pay millions of dollars to 34 states over its controversial previous practice of deliberately slowing down older iPhones to extend their battery life. They've agreed, so we know they're guilty. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think I they're the only one, though, John. This is this is the crazy part. You know, I don't think they're the only one. No, I, I don't. And and I want to quote uh, Arizona Attorney General Mark uh, Brenovich. Big tech companies must stop manipulating consumers and tell them the whole truth about their practices and products. So I'm going to give you a perfect example. So we install a firewall for someone. We typically put the password on there and we don't give it to the client. The reason is we're managing the firewall. If we're going to give the password to the client, we can do one of two things. We can give them access so they can manage just what they need. But if they want full access to the firewall, we want them either to sign something that we're not responsible or B, we're happy to put the full password in a trust account. Something ever happened to us, God forbid, because I feel that come of the customers, they go in, they click something and suddenly they have no internet or suddenly they just turn something like well, what happened or, you know, they don't know <laughs> what they did and they don't know how to undo it. And I think that's, I think that's a big problem. And, and, you know, Apple's not the only one, like you said, that's doing this. Uh, I'm sure there's other companies out there. They just haven't been brought to the table right now, but you know, you know why Apple always gets pulled. It's because Marcus, that they are, how can we say they are basically in the limelight all the time. Yeah. It makes them an easy target. None the least. Yeah, but there's other little guys out there that are doing this. There's other guys. I mean, why aren't they being honest? What's the reason? What do you think, Marcus? Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with just the mere fact that they feel like they built this big reputation over the years. And so when you get these bad stories out, it's just much more easier just to have them underneath the rug and hiding them. Yeah, it, 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 it's a problem. It's a problem. Let's think of something else, Marcus. Where's the future of our voting going? Oh, people, people want it to be, you know, more... Uh, technology based, but you know, this is, this is pretty concerning though, but there's it, no, it, no technology that can guarantee that. That's correct. And there's no technology out that can guarantee secrecy, security, and verifiability of a ballot that's marked and transmitted over the internet today. So where does this put us? Well, online voting is becoming a problem. We know that. So, there are other alternatives right now, but they're not being really uh, reviewed, including now they've got problems with potential denial of service attack. We call them the uh, you know, DDO attack, denial of service attack. And um, the malware intrusions are increasing. So people are saying, gee, well, why don't we just throw blockchain in there? <laughs> well, yeah, blockchain would make more sense. Yeah, uh, it, it would like, make more sense. But you know the problem with blockchain, Marcus? This is why I don't like it for money, for like even holding your, your currency. Mm -hmm. uh, it's because blockchain 
There's a couple of reasons. First of all, they ask you to come up with some weird, you pick some weird words to be your password, right? It's like a whole phraseology. If you lose that, Marcus, and you put a million dollars in there, you're screwed. There's nobody yeah. in the world that can help you get that million dollars back. No one. Yeah, this is actually true because uh, I, I actually lost a, a login and 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 then on my wallet, uh, my my blockchain wallet, and you know, and I had a, a nice chunk of change in there, and and I wanted to check it one day. Just and sure enough, I could not get into it. And there was no way that you could get it. There's nobody that could help you. There's no support. No, there's no nothing. There's no support. No nothing. So the way <laughs> the way blockchain works for those of you that don't know, and just a real simple analogy. Blockchain stores data on everyone's computer that's accessing it, basically. So it stars, steals a part, a stores a part of your record on different people's computer. Now, they claim it's entirely secure and that there's no way they can trace anything back. I don't believe them. And I also, and it uses something called a decentralized uh, distributed digital ledger. But it's not been proven to be secure. It has a lot of vulnerabilities, but yet so many crazy people are using it to store their hard-earned money in. I don't get that. Right. That reminds me of something you might have heard. The definition of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again is what? <laughs> it's insanity. 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 Bert Einstein. It's insanity. So why do people do it, Marcus? Why do they keep doing it? They they got some hope in this, you know. They they've been sold on the the blockchain Kool Aid. Well, that that's the thing. But if you talk to a lot of financial people, that you know, they might have put money in the company, but ask them if they'll put their own money into that wallet. They'll put money into the blockchain system to invest, but ask them if they'll put their own money in a cryptocurrency, and they'll tell you no. Yeah, not at all. Um, it, you know, and, and then there's, there's a lot of guys out here who, who swear it's the, uh, the new, the new gold, you know, with cryptocurrency, uh, ah. you, you, you've seen Bitcoins do, you know, do some performance, some high performance in the past, but you know, sure enough, it, it you know, it did crash right along with the markets uh, for a short period. Absolutely. And let's just pretend, for example, you know, you you put money in blockchain. Let's just say uh, you got paid a hundred dollars in block in in Bitcoin. Could be any cryptocurrency. And let's just say, I don't know, a couple of weeks go by. Maybe you got five hundred dollars in there, and you decide that uh, you want to get your money, right? Figure it's just like a bank. I'll get it next month. How would you like this, Marcus? You put you had five hundred dollars coming to you, and you did your transfer, and you're like, what the? Where'd my money go? How much you got left? You got a hundred bucks. Where'd my money go? <laughs> well, the, the, the cryptocurrency went down. It went down. I lost my money. You know, but it might come back again. Just wait. Well, I'm not going to like wait. I don't want to play stocks with my money for, for money that comes from a customer, right? We're not gambling the right. money. It's, like, it's gambling, <laughs> really. It is. <laughs> So I know a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, you don't you don't need. We'll do merchant services for you. No, no, we'll do cryptocurrencies your merchant service. It'll be really good and it's it's really good deal. Yeah, it's a great deal if you're making money, but you gotta like watch that like a day trader. Yeah, you do. That's 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 crazy. And a lot of people are putting their hard earned money, their retirement money in there, 
and nobody's really advising them of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, although there's a lot of people who claim to be experts, they're not true financial advisors. They're not, you know, there's, you know, this thing and been been around long enough to, to, to really have all the notes, nuts and bolts, to, to I, really I, know how it operates. I I agree with you. It, it's just, I think right now what we're seeing is that people are they're getting used to, like you said, the blockchain Kool Aid. That's what's happening. And everybody, if you notice, it's starting to calm down a little bit, right? It's not as hyper as it once was. But I will tell you this. I don't think that, you know, we're always going to have paper money. I do think they want to get away from paper money. We're doing PayPal or nothing. So that's a little different. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is now when you go to buy something, you know, certain monies, like let's say PayPal, you get money in. You can put money in the account, but if you keep a balance or a certain amount, they want your personal information. Why do they want that? Because yeah. people are storing electronic money. They want to make sure you're not trying to send it overseas. They want to track it. Yeah. They want to track it. Yes. It, it, it's going to be an interesting change, Marcus, because I don't think we're going to eliminate paper tomorrow. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, it, it's still the go-to for a lot of people. Uh, I still know some people who 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 uh, manually file file stuff in uh, in the vanilla folders, and they got a stack huge stack of them on the on the office desk. So <laughs> they they really should be scanning those because the amount of space that they <laughs> yeah, take up. Sure. I knew one one uh, doctor's office; it was costing him I don't know, something like ten thousand dollars a year to store all yeah. his patient records for the seven years because he had no room to keep them. Now they're trying to go digital. But because they waited so long, it's cost them a fortune to scan everything. Right. So it, it, it's, I mean, we'll have to follow that trend. But uh, Apple has another uh, secret weapon in their, in their uh, arsenal. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Uh, the, the, a, the new AR, uh, you know, so what, what, tell us about, more about what's going on here. So, um, Apple's, um, so we've talked about VR before, right? Virtual reality. Yeah. So virtual reality is when we basically uh, take a scene and we put it into a computer uh, or a phone, et cetera, and you can see it so it becomes like animated. When we do a vi an augmented reality, we take the real world, okay, and we synthesize it into the virtual world. Right. So you take your world. So, for example, an example of augmented reality might be taking uh, your home, okay? Mm -hmm. Having it on the screen and then having other things in there. Like maybe there might be a cartoon in there, but you're moving around your home. Augmented reality, taking that augmented reality, maybe changing it. So you're not just taking the image, but maybe you're taking something about it. Maybe it was in this color and you changed it, or maybe you changed the way your home looked. Right. But it's taking something from the real world and bringing mm -hmm. it in. Where virtual reality is just something that's all imagined. Yeah. And combine them. So um, Apple's secret weapon is AR. And these new phones uh, and iPads are going to hopefully transform the world into this new world mapping, object scanning type place. Hmm. And it's not too far from the future. I mean, Apple reported uh, that they're unveiling an augmented or what they call their mixed reality, which is what I told you, mixed reality headset. Uh, mm -hmm. Apple, of course, didn't let us know 
um, any headgear yet that may happen. But augmented reality, it's alive and it's well on the iPhone. And it's getting better quite quickly, uh, especially with the new 5G phones and the phones they're rolling out. Uh, just something as simple as uh, virtual IKEA furniture and realistic outdoor Pokemon Go battles. Um, this has got quite a bit of traffic for people maybe that want to do virtual workouts where they're actually doing the workout, but they're using a virtual environment. Um, other things have happened where it basically puts yourself somewhere, maybe like a training. You've seen flight simulators before. Well, now it's not just going to be like a flight simulator. You're going to be able to have that in a software without needing multi-million dollar uh, test craft. We're not there yet, but you're going to be able to take a situation and basically live that situation without any real risks or consequences. So the costs are going to be quite cheap for people to practice. Yeah, this is uh, really, really, uh, you know. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, next level here and I, I think what this is going to do is really going to hit a lot of sensories uh, emotional sensories for a lot of people and and, and uh, you know kind of uptake the sales even more so um, Rockwell says and I quote AR has an enormous potential to be helpful to folks in their lives across devices that exist today and devices that may exist tomorrow but we've got to make sure that it's successful I think that's the key uh, Rockwell McGinnis have also mentioned about the differences compared to three years ago and why phones matter so much because, again, they're a portable device and uh, they're able to deliver these amazing, powerful, they call them killer apps, uh, right. with phones that you already have. Um, you know, and, and I think the issue is that it's not just going to happen in, in the Apple world, the Android world. It's going to happen on your PlayStation, too. We're seeing that. Uh, I mean, just a few years ago, you were seeing this um this um let's say uh, um virtual reality it wasn't even ar then that you could put on you had all these cables and then they started announcing uh you know the ar world and you had gloves and could play games so it could kind of get spatial um of where your body was and we remember they had a, a game out not too long ago which just basically took your body and where you were and how it would control the control so your body was the controller basically yeah. So Apple says, and I quote, there are already 10,000 AR enabled iOS apps from 7,000 developers with many focused on shopping or home improvement as a way to use AR at home. I have a problem. You know, I'm going to have a problem. My problem, Marcus, is security. We already talked about the IO thing, Internet of uh, Things, and Nobody's taking responsibility for the data they're exploiting. Look at how much data they're going to exploiting here because now they're going to be grabbing data that's personal. 
Yeah, because it's, it's right in there, you know, uh, so there's no way around this thing. Um, I don't think they're going to give you the option to decline. Well, that's the problem if you want to be in this world, if you want to use the apps, actually. You have to agree. Yeah. You know, Home Depot said, and I quote, people are two to three times more likely to convert when they view a product in augmented reality than others that don't. Yeah. Um, they may have to ch change this around and and um, and, if, and take it back a bit, you know, if people start getting really offended. Um, some examples are I can show you how you would if you lost weight. Um, it can give you a sense of what you might look younger or older. Um, and communities are just going to improve uh, detection. So there's a lot that's going to happen also with defense in this. Because they're now going to be able to detect people and detect objects better, our cameras and security systems, they're going to change to a whole new level. A whole yeah, they new are. Level. Yeah, that's, that's coming. I, I can see it. You know, I, as I was looking down, reading the article, you know, I, I'm just I'm just sitting here just, you know, imagining, you know, um, what they're going to do, you know, with this 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 data, you know, like how it can be weaponized. Well, that's the thing. And you remember how we had this uh, conglomerate that formed to protect us from Instagram and Facebook that could kind of get your posts back up there. Right. right. Uh, imagine them coming out with the. I don't know, the ta the the augmented virtual reality task force for greater humanity. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but, you know, it only takes one person to exploit this. And unfortunately, Marcus, it's not going to hit home until it becomes a lawsuit. Right. Until it causes someone pain, which I don't wish. Yeah, it's got to be some injury because yeah, to, to get to get someone's attention on like on you know keeping everybody safe here, and and that's really going to be a whale once that happens. It's really going to be uh, you know hit over people's head. But you know, speaking about whales, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, an interesting uh, story happened. You know, imagine a train, right? And this one particular whale, Marcus, actually helped save a train when it got derailed. Oh, wow. Pretty smart whale, isn't it? That's a, that's a very intelligent. So uh, first thing I said to myself is, gee, you know, I would just love to know how that whale was able to be at the pristine point at the right time. And amazing, not only a few spectators standing there, but keeping the train safe so that it didn't derail. Wouldn't that be an yeah. interesting whale? So you're probably wondering what kind of whale would do this. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is the first thing went through my head. But after going through this more a lot deeper, I was like, well, how could a whale do this? I'm going to read Well, the truth is um, the whale um, actually that saved this happened uh, not too long ago, this past Monday. Uh, and it was a Dutch train that narrowly escaped this disastrous, they call it a fate. And the whale that uh, was able to save this, it's actually a sculpture of a whale's tail. <laughs> and it literally held the whole thing together. Oh, man. Uh, but they're still unclear on what caused the derailment. Of course they are. We knew that. And, uh, of course, they're doing a formal investigation. So, um, you know, you never realized 
how much we can appreciate the mechanics or the dynamics in our world. Sometimes objects um, are placed somewhere. And I always believe, Marcus, and I know this gets a little deep, I always believe that things happen in our world for a reason. You know, that whale was placed there for a reason. It, it, it wasn't just there for ambiance. No, I don't think so. So thankfully, this whale uh, saved the day and uh, no one was injured. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and, and the front of the train was, was left suspended air about 30 feet above a body of water. Wow. Nobody on the train, like I said, except the conductor. Well, the conductor, unfortunately, was injured. Was injured, So the conductor was injured, but no one else was. Uh, if there had been just a few more people on that train, it could have been the difference of the train crashing or being able to hang in limbo like it did on that structure. Because we're talking about engineering here. We're talking about physics. Yes. Just maybe another five more people, Marcus, that train might have just toppled right the heck down over the step over the the whale or might have crushed the whale because the whale that tail it was just enough weight to uh, disproportionate it i mean just a few more people in that whale structure would have crushed and the whole thing would have just came tumbling down yeah i mean looking at it and you're talking about 20 to 30 tons is what the uh, article says yeah that's just suspended there well your car is what a car is about um you know, depending on what kind of car you have, right? The average yeah. car is um, uh, so the average car is about um, I'm trying to think, probably about. I'm thinking it's probably going to be right under two tons, maybe a, a ton and a half to to two tons, roughly. Right. So that's a lot. It How many is. tons did they say in that picture? Twenty to thirty. It's a lot more than your car. It is. Right? I couldn't imagine. So that's got to be 10, 17 cars. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot, a lot of cars. But, you know, speaking about Thanksgiving, because, um, you know, that's actually coming up next week. And uh, this is the last show before Thanksgiving. Uh, of course, we do want to wish everyone a very happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving. But on another note, um, people are having challenges to celebrate Thanksgiving, if you probably noticed this year. Right, Marcus? They're making things yeah. harder. Uh, they're starting to close some borders so people can't um, cross them without some rigorous tests. Uh, and a lot of airports are requiring COVID tests a day or so before so that you can be safe to clear to travel the airport. The numbers are going up. We know that. The numbers are going up around the state. So so what can you do? Well, you can enjoy your family that's with you. And um, you can make a choice to not have more than 10 people and just have a cozy, remote family Thanksgiving. If you don't have anybody, other people, or you want to invite that large family, invite them for a remote family Thanksgiving. And um, you, know, you don't have to worry about travel. You don't have to worry about COVID. And uh, here's all you need to do. It's really simple. So first of all, each group of your family that's going to, you know, not be present with you. Let's say you have, I don't know, 100 people and maybe there's 10 at each location. Each set will uh, basically uh, cook a turkey. 
until the temperature reaches 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Prepare all the stuffings, the uh, the yams, uh, sweet potatoes, same thing, the uh, mashed potatoes, um, uh, like I said, any other things that you need, the green beans, uh, maybe the, um, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the muffins, uh, cornbread if you get that. And so what else do you need to do? So now you got your food, maybe you have your drinks. So now you need to pick a platform. We're going to use Google Meet, Zoom, or something else. Well, you can sign up for a free Zoom account, as you know. And um, the thing about Zoom is that you can sign up for a Zoom account, and uh, you can actually have uh, a Zoom account. Basically, you can you can get a trial on Zoom, uh, which is a great thing. But you know, if you're going to be having these these gatherings, guys, on a regular basis, uh, you can host uh, basically a very small uh, group of people for under fifteen bucks. Isn't that neat? That is real neat, you know, and uh, I think this is going to be, you know, a part of that new norm, new norm, new norm thing. Yeah. So, so they can expect this for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, yeah, we didn't get to the virtual Christmas yet, but uh, it's only be one forty nine ninety. So you save a th save thirty bucks. Uh, you'll be able to host up to a hundred participants, um, and um, so that's that's pretty good. And you can do a personal meeting. For, you could do a personal uh, event, but you probably want to spend a few hours with your family. So if you do the personal event, you could still host 100 uh, participants, but it's only 40 minutes. And I think it's really great. And I want to give a shout out to Zoom. Um, I usually don't thank them, but I want to thank them because, you know, they have a 30-minute limit. And now they've actually changed it to 40 minutes. So I really want to give a kudos out to Zoom, especially for that, because I think 40 minutes is great. Sometimes 30 minutes is not enough for a meeting. And... You know, you're always getting prompted to get knocked off. I think 40 is great. and um, But you can get a 100-minute meeting with 100 uh, participants for only $149.90 for the year. Or if you don't want to do that for under $15, bucks, $14.99, um, you, can, uh, you can have uh, unlimited meetings. So basically, if you did Thanksgiving and Christmas, it would only cost you under 30 bucks. <laughs> and you'll get the ability to do all kinds of things, ladies and gentlemen. You can set up questions. Maybe you want to set up trivia on Zoom. And uh, you can choose to put those questions uh, on the screen and have contests and, you know, call people names and whatnot. You can do things like that. Uh, you can also do something like, um, you know, Hollywood Squares, uh, where you actually take a virtual ball and you throw it to people and they catch it. You do stuff like that. Uh, so what else do you need? So now that you got your platform, you do need something else. Uh, you do need to prepare the meal, okay, that you've cooked. And you've got everyone ready for it. But you want to have a little bit of an agenda. So uh, the other thing that you want to do is you want to go ahead and, um, you know, basically get the recipes that you want. And um, maybe you need to scan them. Get a mobile scanning app. Scan those in. Get all the things you need. Because when you're shopping... I know, I don't know about you, but I hate going back to the store if I forgot something, right? And nobody writes anything down anymore. No, not at all. Right? They don't write things down. So I have, I have two tips for you uh, to help make your Thanksgiving and a lot of other uh, events, um, you know, a lot more uh, helpful for you and less frustrating. A long time ago, I had bought my mom and dad, I don't know what they did with it. Whenever I buy them these gadgets and they don't like them, 
they either throw them out or they mysteriously get placed until they get given away. Like I haven't seen it in years. So I'm guessing they threw it out or they just gave it away as a donation to Goodwill or something. But it was a hundred some dollar device and you would read into it what you want and it would take it on the screen. It would print out your list. And I haven't seen this in over 10 years. So I don't know what they did with it, but I'm guessing they got rid of it. So if you're going to the store, ladies and gentlemen, and you need to buy something, I know having a, a large list can be a lot. So you obviously know you need your turkey, right? So you want to make it as ridiculous as possible. So you know you need to get your turkey. You're not going to forget the turkey. We know that. So maybe you can start off with your turkey. And then on top of the turkey, or maybe let's say floating in a bath around the turkey might be uh, some, um, uh, let's say, uh, sweet potatoes. The turkey is, is literally swimming in sweet potatoes. On top of the turkey, okay, uh, you're going to have, um, you're going to have stuffing just kind of, just kind of all around the stuffing. And to help you remember that, uh, you're actually going to see stuffing kind of like just kind of raining over the turkey. Okay. So now you got your stuffing, you've got your, um, you've got your uh, sweet potatoes and you know, on, on just on, on the, on above the, um, the rain are clouds of mashed potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Now you got your mashed potatoes. Um, and if you decide that, you know, you need anything else, but you, you get the idea. So now if you go to the store, Marcus, and I was to ask you, um, what is, uh, what, what's, what, uh, what is the, uh, the turkey sitting in? Her turkey should be sitting in the, the dressing, right? Turkey's in the dressing. But for our example, where is it sitting? What did we put, what did we put in that? The dressing, the dressing was, the dressing on top. What, what did we put the turkey in? We put the turkey in, uh, in that big bath of, with sweet, the sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. And we have a big yeah. bath. So you really got to visualize this. Yeah, you got to have you a gotta good, visualize. Yeah, you got to have a good imagination. <laughs> and, and, then, and then what's yeah. above? What's what's uh, what's above the rain? So the rain is the stuffing dripping down. The stuffing, yeah. what, what what's the uh, what's above the rain? Then you want the cloud of uh, a cranberry. Close. We didn't have cranberry. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Mashed, mashed potatoes. Clouds of mashed potatoes. So, so you so you got the idea, but you have to yeah. you have to kind of get into it. And yeah. when you get into it and you make it really lifelike, you won't need to write anything down. And your memory, right. your mind is just like a muscle. It is a muscle. And the more you practice it, uh, the better you'll get at it. So when somebody says to you, you don't have a good memory, yeah, I have a great memory. Well, you're improving mind right, right here. So that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real good trick. <laughs> I like that. So that kind of, that kind of works pretty well. But if you wanted to add the cranberry, what I would probably do is I'd stick a fork in it. The turkey, imagine a great big fork. All right, Marcus, stick it way out. And then you kind of see on the edge of that fork, you see cranberry cans just piled up so they can barely balance. Okay, you see that? Yeah, I see right. that. Now, above the cranberry cans, what else do you want? Do you want apple pie? Yes, has to have apple pie. Very hard. So let's get that big apple pie and let's just sit that on that last tin that's just about ready to fall on somebody's head. All right. Yeah. And on the very top of the apple pie, what kind of ice cream do you like? Oh, uh, this is vanilla. Just so you got vanilla. Out. And you got vanilla just dripping down. And unfortunately, it's dripping down 
all over your head. <laughs> so now, what's the fork in? What 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 what's what's the fork stuck in? What's on the fork? The fork's uh, stuck in the stuck in the turkey. Yeah. What's on the, the end of the fork? fork? On the end of the fork is the cans of uh, cranberry. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And what's on the what's on the top of the cans of cranberry? Uh, on top of the cans of the, um, the cranberry is the the apple pie. Right, right, top over, and on the top of that is the is the ice cream. The ice cream. So you see how yeah. we made it a little more realistic and yeah. get you into it. So I did that on purpose, by the way, because when you don't actually put feeling into it, you're not gonna remember it. No, you're not. You're gonna go to the store and just totally forget forget your list. But you gotta remember yeah. that that turkey. It's just ready to drown in that just very high tide of 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 uh, of uh, sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. In fact, it's 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 almost covering the turkey because it's just about ready to sink in the sweet yeah. potatoes. So you won't Excellent. forget that. No, so that's the that. idea. You, you put those together, and you're not going to forget that probably until you go to bed tonight or never. So right. You have a great memory, and um, the more you use it. Uh, I first taught that to somebody and they had to go get milk and they had to get all these <laughs> things. And I said, well, here's the milk. On top of that is this, but you have to make it fun. You have to make it real. You have to make it not realistic. You have to make it ridiculous. The more ridiculous you can make it and the more impressions and, and feeling you can put into it, I guarantee you're going to remember. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about it now. Like, Oh man, I got, Yeah. <laughs> Right. So so raining down from the clouds is that thick, that thick cloud of mashed potatoes. There you go. Cloud of mashed <laughs> potatoes and raining right down from that is our stuffing just dripping right down onto the turkey. So you can get as fun as you want, but that's a great free one, guys, you can use because I'm sure those are all the foods that you want. If you guys want something beside apple pie, well, then just stick a pecan or stick a rhubarb or whatever pie you want. Just stick it in there, but make it ridiculous. And the more ridiculous you make it, I guarantee you when you go out for that holiday again, I, I do this a lot when I go out to buy uh, supplies for cookies, make, I make cookies. And there's a lot of ingredients. I just make it really ridiculous. And they're like, how do you remember that? I'm like, oh, yeah, they're the chips, the chocolate chips that I have to put on top of the snowman. What snowman? Well, he's my cookie recipe. You're like, your snowman. Well, what do you put in peanut butter? Oh, uh, that's that that's a fireplace. Fireplace. And they're like, they don't get what I'm talking about. But when I describe to them that, yeah, this is that, it's like, oh, okay. I thought it was chestnut. So the more you make it ridiculous, the more people remember. So that's what you need to do. Uh, the other thing I would tell you is, you know, have a little bit of an agenda. So what happens with a lot of these, these groups is you want to kind of have your ringleader from each family, the one that kind of pulls that family together and get right. them on board with you. Have a little pre powwow. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. on zoom, maybe 15, 30 minutes. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to downtown's healthcare, 950 17th street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And it's what you can do for free, and then you can pay for it. Uh, and you can do that, and you can just get everybody on board and get their ideas and see what they're going to do. And make sure they, they get their people involved and your people involved. And you make it fun, but you kind of delegate it. And what you can right. do during Zoom is you can actually change the hosting. You could change yourself to be another host, but you can also make everyone be able to share. So if they want to share their screen or something, you can do that. But talk that out with your other uh, co-host. There isn't one host. They'll be all, for the sake of this event, there is one host, but you can transfer. But you're all co-hosts of your Thanksgiving gala. I like that. You like that? I like that, yeah. too. I can't wait for Thanksgiving. All right. So, yeah. But the most important thing, Marcus, in, the, in everything you do, uh, I can't stress enough, is to be safe. Ten yeah. people or less. Okay. And, you know, don't go partying. Uh, it, it, you know, you want to enjoy family. You want to enjoy what you're doing. Don't ruin it. You know, going somewhere, sneaking a party, and don't do that. You know, yeah. realize that what you're doing is not just going to affect you, but it's going to affect your entire family. So if you don't care for yourself, at least care for your family, because I know you love your family. So do it for your family if you can't do it for yourself. Exactly. And you want to have a happy, healthy, and a very safe Thanksgiving, but really Enjoy the time you're spending with your family. Even though it's virtual, who cares? You're still spending quality time with your family. Nobody said you had a touch to enjoy family time. So <laughs> why not enjoy right. virtual time with your family? And when things blow over, then you'll be able to share that time. Maybe talk about some things you did together. Uh, talk about some great moments you had. Uh, another good thing to do is to get a, um, a lot of people like to do a scavenger hunt. So you right. can do scavenger hunts and have the family race to find these things. So there's lots of things you can do. Brainstorm and you'll have a good Thanksgiving. So that's what you can do to have a remote, happy, healthy, and safe Thanksgiving. But uh, if that didn't get you happy, um, Twitter was brought to their knees, Marcus. Yeah, this, I find it very amazing. This, you know, just, uh, this just blows wow. my mind. Whew, this is this is crazy. You, I, you never know, thought this would happen. Uh, and then uh, to think a teenager would, would be the one that to to pull this off, John. What you know? What what? How did you, how does this happen? Well, you know, I, I'm gonna relay back, and we should have had our guest on tonight. I didn't even know this was coming up. You know, we're very grateful to have our guest, uh, Michael. Uh, you remember who was on just just a little bit. Uh, and and he has been uh, uh, amazing. Uh, the gentleman we had back, you remember just a few weeks ago, we had him on uh, for our, um, uh, he talked about odor. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. so he, he was, uh, he was actually amazing. He was, he was, a, he was a great guest. And uh, he just, uh, Dr. Michael, he, he just, he just was really amazing what he was doing uh, in iPredator. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have him. We'll have him. Um, we'll have him back on again. Uh, but you know, I think the whole thing what he was saying about you know, predator, you know, offline defense odor response. Remember he was saying that. 
And basically what he was trying to tell us, offline distress dictates online response. And this comes right from his website. And he says, and, and I quote him, um, is basically that uh, internet safety, it's, it's, it's very important. And that we have to understand, you know, what's going on. And, and he just has lots of information. He's very, very knowledgeable. And so what people do online, Marcus, they think that even though it's separate or that it's, uh, how can I say, that it's, um, you know, it, it's in their own world. It really isn't. Even though it's very separate, as soon as they leave that, their attitudes start to permeate to the real world. So right. in this case here, when we talk about this, this particular girl, the teenage uh, Florida girl, uh, she did this. And I have to agree that she probably did this for a reason. Uh, I don't know the exact reason, but I'm guessing she probably was um, was was annoyed about something. And, uh, you know, she attacked uh, lots of accounts, uh, some being Jeff, Jeff uh, Bezos, Kane West, Kim Kardashian, uh, you know, Joe Biden were compromised, yeah. Elon Musk. You know, she she you know what it almost seems like to me? It seems like to me she has, I don't know a lot about this girl, but I feel like she has something against these people. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, yeah. Yeah. but she has like a personal vengeance against them. I don't know if she's jealous about them. I don't know what it is. Maybe she doesn't like their view on something. Yeah, it, 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 you can see some similarities here. And uh, these these particular individuals, uh, they high powered, uh, you know, uh, definitely, you know, uh, tipping the billionaire market, except uh, with the exception of Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not a billionaire, uh, but uh, you know, but the, definitely high powered. You know, none well, she was trying to send a message. Yes, she was trying to send a message that I don't like what you're doing, and I'm going to do what I want, and then. You know, Twitter responded. Yeah, there was there was an immediate lockdown after this, and um, but you know, know the I got to laugh on this. You know the funny thing now, mm -hmm. uh, when Trump was posting stuff, and not to keep this political, but you know when 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 Trump just gets into something, when Trump was posting things, you know, they didn't do a lot, did they? No, they didn't. The free speech, they really didn't do much. They made it a little harder to click it, but they didn't take his content down. No, they didn't. And Twitter and Facebook labeled Trump's posts uh, throughout. And, uh, you know, they, they really um, they made it so people couldn't follow back. But they really didn't take it down. Uh, Twitter suspended account quotes uh, tweeted by Eric Trump. Uh, and, mm. you know, other examples uh, that had gone viral, you know, for the election day, showing about 80, 80 of the ballots. I think right now, I don't really know the truth about the election, to be honest with you, Marcus. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, so many people are saying that the votes were stolen. I don't know what to believe. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is this has become a very, very, you know, uh, strange situation. And, you know, just to, just to hear that, you know, it was swayed in a certain way for a certain candidate um you know electronically you know as well this is it's pretty pretty you know pretty interesting uh that we keep you know keep you know keep hearing these these things 
so I, I don't know it's, what to believe. It's, 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 it's a little out of hand. I think that something's hopefully going to come to press soon. Yeah. I know that this can't go on forever and ever and ever and ever. I would think by January they'll have this resolved. Yeah. But, you know, the thing I don't get is why is everybody being so, how can I say, they're being so resistive. If there's nothing wrong, right, and we don't know if there is or not, why is there being so resistive if they want to check things out and nothing's really wrong? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, when someone called you a liar and, 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 and oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not a liar. Okay, well, if you're not a liar, let me let me let me check around a little bit then. Oh, you, you, you can't check here. You can get out of here. You can't check here. Well, why not? Because I don't want you checking my house. Well, then, well, what's the, the I just don't want you checking. But why? Because I said so. So, you know, you have to realize that. But I, I think I have to if I have to take my gut and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, I have to say that there could be a possibility that some votes were stolen. I don't know for Adam, yeah. but I feel that they're making a very good claim in that states that had a different number that normally with the percentages changed. I mean, they changed very drastically. Yeah, it was quite a, quite a bit of a drastic change, and you know, and the fact that like it teeter tottered for for quite some time. Yes. Uh, for for those for those for those amount of days, it, it does raise some eyebrows, and um, you know, and, and I think just for future future references going forward, we we, mm -hmm. we just want the integrity of of the election to exactly. Be we don't care so much who wins right now. We just really want the truth, Marcus. That's that's the bottom yeah. line. But I think everybody's just trying to extort it and things like that. But uh, our last topic of the day is very interesting, um, is, you know, with COVID going on, everybody's very concerned, right, with, you know, staying safe and stuff like that and following the mayor's rules and all that and, and the governor's rules, I should say, and things like that. Well, there's a town in New Jersey, okay, that won't respond to COVID gathering violations. Wow. Now, I... I don't know what to say about that, Marcus. And I'm going to quote, we, the police, will not be used to carry out orders I feel are detrimental to our relationship with our community, wrote Chief Kudrick. So what message is that saying? What are they really saying, Marcus, by that? Because, I mean, the police are supposed to be here to enforce something, right? Right. Why are they not wanting to take the stance? You know what that tells me? That tells me they're they're not they're they're basically uh, not playing ball either. Tells me they're trying know. to operate above the law, and that yeah. their own officers, with all due respect, may be actually breaking this order. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely what it sounds like. You know, uh, it could be part of the part of the, the party. <laughs> they, they may know someone at the party, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, but you know, and the, he says, and I want to quote yeah. one other thing he says, which is interesting. He said, "The chief right. continued to defend that the memo is not a defiance to the governor's orders, but that the police will not be used to carry orders. I feel detrimental to our relationship with our community." Okay, so this week the governor said police will not go door to door to enforce capacity limits on Thanksgiving. But the state will take action if it gets reports of gatherings that are too large. Mm. So the governor of New Jersey basically stated, that, okay, that's fine. 
but we're going to step in at a state level. So they say something else, and I quote from Murphy, Governor Murphy, there's no amount of law enforcement that can get behind private doors to enforce compliance. At the end of the day, it's on our shoulders. And I think that's really important. You know, a lot of times a rule is enforced, okay? Right. And it needs to be followed. But ultimately, there's always a voluntary piece to everything. Yes. And I feel that, you know, this isn't a game. People are playing with their lives, Marcus, playing with other yeah. people's lives. And I just feel that people got to take this seriously. Our numbers are up. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen our numbers are rise. up. Yes, yeah, continue to rise. And, you know, and um, deaths are continuing to occur here. Uh, and one thing is for sure. You know, uh, we, we're still in a health crisis and uh, we, we're just not out of it yet. We, we definitely are. And New Jersey hits records for New Jersey COVID cases in a day as a second wave surges and tests are ramping up. More people are testing positive. Yeah. It, it, it's just very, uh, and you know what? A lot of it is coming from schools. I hate to say this. As yeah. much as, the kids want to come home and be with their families. I get it. But I think it's better to 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 stay at school. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I know it's a tough thing. But, you know, have a remote Thanksgiving. I know it's easier said than done. But you just have to realize that if we could just hunker down for six months, I'm not going to say we're going to kill this, but we could greatly diminish its spreadability. We could start yeah, we to, can, yeah, we can continually potentially slow it down and and uh, and and kind of stop it in its tracks for a little bit, you know, with uh, just complying just for a while, you know. So I I, I just don't see, you know, uh, why it's so so difficult for some people uh, at this point. I, I think it comes down to this, Marcus. You know, some people have this deliberate defiance gene in them, and it's almost like a teenager, like you know, you tell them. You have to wear a mask and they, they want to do whatever they want to. And um, I know this because living in a very affluent community, people believe they're all entitled. Everybody, you know, is should be equal in the way they treat each other. We had a lady, I don't know if I told you, just went to a Starbucks. I might have told you this a few weeks ago. And uh, this was before COVID. And she parked her car outside Starbucks. She went inside Starbucks. She got a line. Okay. It's a line of 10, 20, 30 people. She got a line. Her car is sitting out there. Okay. Blocking traffic. An hour later on Facebook, 20 people post. What is this lady entitled? What gives her the right to be able? And I think this is the issue that I'm seeing. And I see this in other affluent communities is that. People feel that just because they have a few dollars, it means they can do what they want. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. We all need to band together, ladies and gentlemen, as a community. I don't care whether you have a dollar or a billion dollars to your name. We need to band together. We need to understand that this is being done for our greater good. Right. And until people get that, this virus isn't going anywhere. Right. Because it's the people, Marcus. They're keeping this virus here. As much as it can spread, people are still playing sports. They're still doing things. 
They're still having part. I mean, I knew tonight they were doing a gathering tonight of 200 people somewhere. They were having a get together tonight. Are they crazy? You know, it was outside. Okay. Uh, I know a group that was doing a hike. They were keeping a 10 foot social distance. Why the heck are you doing a hike with 60 people in a social? Why are you even doing that? Yeah. I, I think people are just, I feel like they're just trying to push it. But I don't think, you know, and then what happens, I had somebody just a week ago and the person was meeting somebody and said, oh, no, no, I'm fine. You know, we're just meeting family. And then all of a sudden the other day, she's like, oh, we can't meet them anymore. What happened? Oh, well, my daughter got COVID. So mm -hmm. it's like, this is real, folks. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm just trying to get you to understand that you need to be accountable for your actions. And if you're outside and somebody's near you, put the darn mask on, okay? I mean, we're not trying to make a fashion statement here, folks. We're trying to keep you alive and keep everyone else alive. We're trying to keep the hospitals low. That's what this is about. And, you know, we want the world to go back to where it was, but it's not going to go back 100%. Yes, it's going to get better, but it's not going to be back 100%. And people need to understand that. And I know people are frustrated. I get it. We're all frustrated. But we're going to become even more frustrated if this starts to cripple us from doing what we need to do day to day. I mean, people are complaining that they can't do X, can't do Y, can't do Z. Think about it if you got COVID and now you're quarantined. And let's think about that you couldn't get well for a while. Think about how that could incapacitate you, your family, or your actions. You might think that you're being prisoner by having to stay home or just go to work and go home or go shopping, go home. You have freedom. Let's be grateful for what we have, ladies and gentlemen. And let's realize and be thankful of everything we have and count our blessings because they're going to get better. I assure you, I promise you. I can't tell you the day or the hour, but it's going to get better. But it all relies on us. It's not on the other person. It's on me. It's on you. It's on everyone. Let's not put the blame on everyone else saying it's their problem. It's our problem as a society. How do you feel about that, Marcus? Hey, you couldn't have put it in, in, in much better words, John. And I think, you know, you poured your heart and and also just your your, your thoughtfulness in, into all those words, heartfelt words there. And I, I hope many people take heed to what you said. Yeah, I know we had a good show tonight. Well, again, I want to take this opportunity, first of all, of course, Marcus, to wish you, your family, and, of course, all of our wonderful viewers here tonight a very happy, healthy, safe, wonderful, relaxing, enjoying, loving Thanksgiving, um, whether you have to spend that with family with you or do a remote Thanksgiving. Um, just spend quality time um, with the people and make the best of it. Uh, and uh, what I also want to tell you is enjoy every moment of life. Enjoy what you do. Uh, just start being grateful for every little thing that happens to your life, and you'll start to notice more grateful things. Listen, everyone, and it doesn't have a great Thanksgiving. If any one of you have a particular product and you'd like me to unbox that, you can visit jmor.com. Let me know about the product. Uh, one of our team will reach out to you, set up a quick pre-interview. We'll see if it makes sense. And we'll do an unboxing and uh, we'll do a review of the product. And we may even invite you on the show. You do need to donate the product. and You do need to sign a media release. 
And um, but please share our sh uh, share uh, to our show. Tell people you know where it is. We provide some great new content. Um, we've been around for a little while. Our show is growing now. I think probably over what fourteen now. What are we at, Marcus? Our numbers now. Close to 14. We're close to 14,000 and we're growing. And I'm very grateful for all of you listening. And uh, we hope one day to start taking callers live. But till then, I'm very grateful to have each and every one of you listening, sharing this with your friends, your family. Um, we do what's right for the community and continue to stay tuning in to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show because we're the place you need to be when you want to know about technology and you want to know the truth. I wish you again a very happy, healthy, and a safe Thanksgiving to all. And I thank you, Marcus, tonight, and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Pace Diagnostics, an emerging California-based biotech startup, initiated a crowdfunding campaign to help launch a novel and sensitive COVID-19 antigen rapid detection test that will boost the accuracy and the accessibility of COVID-19 testing worldwide. Anyone can perform this test and do not need anything else beside what is provided in the kit. Your support is needed to rid this virus and get more tests out there. Please make a donation right now by clicking the link in the description. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.